0: Hello, and welcome to In Bed With Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy with each other and with you. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. And where else can you find us,
1: Bethany? You can find us in a few places. On our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, and also on Instagram at embedwithbookspod. We also have a Discord, which you can follow in the link in our bio.
0: And then if you go to the description box below, check out those links and you can find us anywhere else.
1: what are we talking about today, Melissa? Um, let's find out. All right. All right. Okay. We're in business. So take it off. Okay. Sure. Hello.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so today is a special, 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 special day because we have the bibliophile blonde blonde yeah. bibliophile yes blonde. Um, no bibliophile
2: blonde yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes we have the bibliophile blonde molly tollis on <laughs> with us today who we have been following for a long time and just love your reels love your bookstagram yeah. love your like attitude around like romance which is like something we love we're yeah. pro podcast.
0: nesta
2: pro oh yeah. yes very pro yes. nesta yes. i would say there's
1: my my nesta
0: tattoo. nice yeah nice, yes. oh, yeah so that was that was one of the first things that i was like that's my people okay
2: yeah i think my, I think yeah. my reel today was literally the one i posted today was literally about nesta um yeah. because i'm always thinking about Nesta. yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: yeah. and she does okay we need to get a book on Azrael because, like, the tall, yeah. skinnier, stoic yeah. type, that's my type. But okay. um, from books we've had so far, like, Cassian is kind of better than Reese. I'm just going to say oh, it. all day.
2: All day. Yes. I mean, yes. I, I will be excited for an Asriel book, because, duh. But yeah. here's the thing. Um, I, like, I, I'm excited about it, but I'm going to disagree with you, because Cassian is, like, my type. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. like from day one, day yeah. one, when he shows up and, like, as, soon as he shows up i was like oh that motherfucker and you want to know why i know this because when i loved twilight which i, I did um i was a fucking emmet girl yes. i was an emmet girl yes. so then yes. this comes out and i'm like oh same dude. Yep. dude same i
1: think it's i think it's pretty clear on this podcast that melissa and i both have our own types yeah <laughs> Mine is a bit of a jumble because I am I am a Reese girl, unfortunately. That's okay, not I still unfortunately. Love you. I still fortunately, love you. that's good. He was yeah, my first love.
2: I get it. I <laughs> but, get it. Um, but good. yeah,
1: but I am like I'm like I want them big. <laughs> I want I them say, to like, pick me up. I want to yes, feel small, big, like
2: himbo boy. Yes, yes, and I yes. joke all the time with my girlfriend. I say like because I'm I'm single and all of my girlfriends um are in partnership. so. Um, I'm the only one who's like out on the scene. <laughs> I say that like I fucking <laughs> ever do it. Dating is so shit. I never do. Um, yeah, I say yeah. that like I'm ever out at, on the town, which I'm not. But anyway, um, I'll be like describing my type and they'll be like, oh, you like like big dudes." I'm like, no, I don't think you understand. Like yeah. I say that. And you think of like a gym rat. I'm not talking about that. I'm yeah. talking like about a man who's shaped like a fridge. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I Talk about like a
0: viking. Like, you want like a yeah, viking. Like,
2: yeah. Viking, yeah. Large pagan men. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't like abs. I think you look skinny. Mm-mm, I don't like yeah. it. Mm-mm. Don't look inviting. I don't want to nope. snuggle up next to you. Same. Yeah. Bridge boys. I, like, want, yes. I want
1: some pillow. Like I need, yeah. I need, yeah. I need to stick my face. Like,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fridge boys that's what I say all the time I'm like no I, like I want that. someone shaped like a fridge like I'm not fucking like big arms yeah like I like arm muscles and back muscles but like I do not go for abs or like the dudes where I'm just like all right you spend a lot of time like I'm not into that I'm like yeah. give me like what and this sounds mean and I don't mean it to, but like real fitness I'm like oh you got mm-hmm. buff like out in the woods like yes. you're not yes. doing leg yes, yes. Day and then doing yeah. this like doing the right protein powder which is like that yeah. our, our respect yeah, to those it's guys. like I mean, it's
1: like you're it's like you're yeah. surviving
2: yes I'm like one of you spent and I'm gonna in the gym. and
1: I will make it with you
2: like, yeah I will exactly. survive with you I'm purely I will I have fuck have you, you if you keep me safe yes <laughs> yes like I have such a cave woman brain where I'm like you can hunt and I will gather I won't gather shit but I'm like you can clearly like throw down that is you will survive in the wilderness I will never be in the wilderness you won't need to protect me in the wilderness like my cave lady brain kicks in so himbos large himbos I was an Emmett girly which nobody else was everybody was either like you were either uh fucking uh I said Taylor Watner and that's not it you were either like you know Jacob Jacob. Jacob or fucking um Edward thank you I was just gonna say Emmett again um (laughs) And I was always an Emmett girly. And now from day one, I was like, oh, I'm fucking waiting for Cassian. Like, that's what yeah. I want. So when that we, book came out, I was feral.
0: We were talking about, so we did Twilight last season. <clears throat> and it's because Bethany hadn't seen it. She hadn't seen the movie. I, or, I know. I, like, I was I balls deep in, in the Twilight craze. And so, like, I, I was, got to read Yeah, it. I was
2: deep. I was deep. But I feel like yeah. you had to hit it. At the right time. It was time. a really pr- precise thing. Yeah, I yeah. remember... Yeah. I was in seventh grade. No, eighth grade, one of the two splitting hairs at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember, so I was like 13. So I was like ready for something like this. And I remember I was hanging out in my library after school because that's the kind of cool fucking kid that I was. Um, and I was in my library like after school hours and I was chatting up with a librarian. I was with one of my friends. We were in theater together I think we were hanging out for like theater practice, like theater rehearsal or something. Yes, I was cool as a child. I was in theater too, so you know. <laughs> yeah,
0: <baby. laughs> maybe. Um, so like panty droppers over here. Just obviously.
2: Killing it. Um, yep. I was fucking just slaying the game. Uh, so like before theater practice, we were in the library, and I remember she handed me Twilight, and she was like, oh, this is like so popular right now. Like, everybody's loving this. And I was like, oh, well, everybody's reading it, I should read it. And then just fucking all downhill from there. But I literally remember the day the librarian handed me Twilight. (laughs) 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 And I just, I got so sucked into it because um, it just was like the right time in the right place. And my parents loved it because Edward wanted to wait until marriage. So my parents (laughs) thought it was fucking great. Yeah. (laughs) So it was one of the few like vampire Pop culture, like yeah. things yeah. I could enjoy. <laughs> so much of that we weren't allowed to. Yeah. Um, Were you allowed to do Harry Potter? So I was on one condition, um, and my mom had to read the book first. Okay. Um, so my mom was like, Well, you know, I'm going to, you know, I don't know. which witches and, you know, and she's like, Well, let me read the book first. So she read the first book and she told my dad it was fine because she was like you know what it just, it's good versus evil so like that's yeah. okay because it's still the idea of like and because we were like in a cult of Christianity that was you know it, it's more similar to witchcraft than they think mm-hmm. um, yeah. they would die if they realized that but, it, but it's true <laughs> um, so I, like the more like magical side of it I think she was like more keen to without knowing it mm-hmm. so we, we were allowed to do Harry Potter but she did read the first book first before that's like fair. allowing us to, to read it um and and then we got the all clear so we were all in on harry potter but um that's good. for some reason pokemon we were not allowed to do apparently that, that a lot yeah, yeah. i don't yes. know where it came from but like we were not allowed to, to do anything pokemon and i don't know where that I, came from
0: i feel yeah. like and this is like fully theory i have no yeah, like actual okay. basis I for this i feel theory. like part of it is because it's like anime it's like like yeah there's probably like
2: xenophobic like yeah, sure yeah like, like
0: a, a little bit of that in... with yeah. yes i'm sure and i think there's something scarier for like parents about something where like kids want to go out and play it
2: yeah. Like it, it like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like it a, was little, a craze. Yeah, like it was like a craze. Yeah. I think there was also just a general amongst the super religious, especially like Christians in the 2000s. Um, I think there was also a general attitude of like, at least the phrase that was tossed around in our house all the time was being like of the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think like anything that was like inherently popular outside yeah. of the church was like probably mm. demonic. So yeah. I think there was also just a good chunk of like, oh well, it's this really popular thing, but you know you should be not, you know. So I think there's also yeah. probably a general, um, a general, a general like just fear about it. I'm sure it was I somewhat mean, rooted in yeah. like xenophobic. But
1: if anyone's having fun, yeah, you know, you, right. gotta, you, you? gotta, Get <laughs> you that out of them. Get it out! Gotta crack get the, down! Get the devil out! Like <laughs> get the Jesus. devil out of here!
2: They're having too much fun
1: like oh it's no like um, they want to fuck it's like get yeah, out of here <laughs> yeah
0: they can't dance
2: they can't yeah. dance
0: yeah no dancing um sorry you made me spit <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
0: <laughs> i was unfortunately a jasper girl right up until we got confirmed that he was like a confederate soldier <laughs> and then i was like never mind like and then also, i was like team edward
2: also was like the weirdest fucking thing to add into that series Yes. yes that's like, exactly we what i are saying about like why the fuck would you do that like yes i guess like, there's I mean, no like
1: purpose to it like it wasn't like <laughs> it he had like some serve. kind of like it doesn't serve anything it's like, just like the i, I know stupid, was, weird like, detail.
2: i know it was like oh well he's got a history training newborn vampires you could have made any other story <laughs> any other backstory
1: any yeah. other backstory
2: yes like yeah you could have done the same thing, but just made him a union soldier. Like we could have yeah. literally done anything other than like. Why did you have to make? It? <laughs> because, although I will say though, Jasper Girlies of course become Asriel Girlies because like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that Asriel was something else we said. Social, so there you go.
0: <laughs> Twilight, like the pairings in Twilight, are basically the pairings in Avatar. Yeah,
2: it is because they're all based yeah. on on tropes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's it's a tried and true. It, it hits every time baby. um and yeah, instead of being a confederate
0: soldier Azrael's just like into bdsm yeah which
2: like better way better <laughs> no way better, better. No yes. better.
0: <laughs> um okay. so that i, I think that uh, that's a good intro yeah,
1: yeah that's a great intro <laughs> yes <But
0: that's> <laughs> <deep>. <laughs> um, um okay so generally Whoa. go ahead bethany sorry. Uh, i
1: was gonna say maybe um I mean, that might've been a good intro, but maybe like Molly, you want to kind of give yourself like a little intro of like what you're up to, where people can find you and shit like that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what am I up to? Great yeah. question. Um, <laughs> I have to check. I have, like, four planners. I have ADHD, so I write it down in multiple places to try and remember. So every day I have to ask myself, what am I getting up to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, but I'm at the Bibliophile Blonde. You can find me everywhere on that. So um, Patreon, Instagram, and TikTok are all just Bibliophile Blonde. Um, I write under my name, which is Molly Tellis. Um, all of my books are available on Amazon. Um, I am also... Slowly getting everything rolled out to like Barnes Noble and other independent retailers, but the nice. process takes a while. Um, but yeah. you can just type my name into Amazon and find everything. Um, I'm currently in the middle of my, uh, Greek mythology series, which is called the Ascidel series, um, based on one of the lay, one of the levels of the underworld. Um, so it all focuses on underworlds, Greek gods, and goddesses. They're on KU. They're spicy. Um, which I feel like are the number one things people ask me. Um, they can be read as standalones. That's the other question that I get all the time. Um, I do recommend reading them in order because, I mean, I read them in order. So, like, they're spoilers, I guess. But um, they do focus each one on on a couple so you could read them as standalones. Um, and currently I'm working on a novella for that series, um, which I'm super excited. Uh, it is Hermes and Hercules are our, our nice. babies. Um, so I'm super excited. I'm working on that right now, which I hope to have out. Like January of next year, um, if the words cooperate. Um, but I'm super pumped. He's a really fun character. He is he's a side character in all of the other books. And the number one comment I feel that I get is, "We want a, a Hermes book." Like you know, people really like yeah. him. And um, I wasn't gonna. I was like, I'm not gonna do a full book. Um, but I'll, I'll do the novella. And I just I just got the idea of pairing him with Hercules, and I couldn't get over it. So mm. that's that's what I'm working I on feel now. Like-
0: Hermes is like the trickster character and yeah, so everyone always yeah. wants the sex from the trickster character yeah obviously yeah. oh it's
2: gonna be yeah yeah he throws down um Good. there's some fun comments it's been alluded to kind of throughout the series you don't need to know this obviously to read them because they are all written the standalone but like it's been alluded that like him and Hapate hooked up once upon a time and like you know because they've been around for thousands of years and in my mind yeah. all god's sexuality is super fluid because they're gods so like yeah. why the fuck would anybody ever choose you know um so I was thinking about it and I just was like and one of and so many of Hercules's twelve labors involved trickery. So it kind of came together really, really really easily. The plot mm-hmm. did because I was like, well, you know, trickster's gonna trickster. So I'm super excited. Nice. It's gonna be really fun. Um but that's what I'm working on now. So hopefully that'll be out in the next couple weeks. We'll see. Awesome. Nice. Okay. <laughs> a couple months. Fun stuff.
0: Um, so I guess just Quick overview of what we're doing today. We're just chit chatting about books, books read, yeah. books written. Love it. um it, yeah. Publishing yep. random shit related <laughs> to books. So I think you're the first like writer, writer like cool. YA fiction writer, and not YA uh-huh. but like fantasy fiction yeah. writer that we've had on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we want to delve into that a little bit as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: yeah. Bethany, cool. You'd like to cool. Yeah, so I'll I'll start. Um, (laughs) What? Okay, we talked a little bit about Twilight, but like, what was like the first book that like got you into reading? First
2: book got me into reading. Yes. So I'm I'm also going to apologize in advance because I feel like this is my ADHD. I'm not kidding. You just you asked that question and my brain went, okay. Well, when I was four, and I was like Molly, I think your answers can probably be a little shorter. You don't need to start (laughs) when you were four. So I was, I was, a, I was a very avid reader from a super young age and I distinctly remember one of my babysitters reading The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe to us and I remember thinking like, oh, this slapped. Um, so that was one of the first series that really got me into it. I didn't pick it up again and read the rest of the series until I was in fourth grade. When I was in fourth grade, I had an incredible teacher, obviously, you know, I still, his impact on my life is, is massive, um who is a big fantasy reader, like old school, like loved good fantasy stuff and really pushed reading and writing on, on all of us as students. Um, and he introduced me to Lord of the Rings. Um, and then I read the rest of the Narnia series. Because um, again, like growing up a Christian in the 2000s, like everybody knew Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, mm-hmm. But I read the rest of the series. And then I read Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit for the first time when I was 10. And that uh, that set me off immediately mm-hmm. on oh, it is, we are off to the races, like, this yeah. is it. Um, I was also really obsessed with um, the Magic Treehouse book. Did you guys ever, did you read those?
1: Mm-mm. I remember um, those, I didn't
2: read those. Oh my God, I loved them, because they were all, like, myth and magic. They Like, these two brothers, like, this brother and sister went up to the treehouse, that would take them, would time travel them, uh, um, and then they would, like, solve a mystery, and, like, every book, they'd go to another, like, time period, yeah. Um, so of course that was something that I was obsessed with, um, and then the Princess Diaries—not the one that were turned into the movie with Anne Hathaway—but mm-hmm. they were literal, like they were written like diary entries from historical princesses throughout time. Nice. Um, as a, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I bought the entire set on eBay last year um, as like a, a healing or inner child thing. I <laughs> yeah. always yeah. wanted them. Um. So I have the entire, like, 18-book set, <laughs> um, nice. which is amazing, but obviously it was always, like, a huge history nerd, so I loved these. They were, like, fake diaries from, like, famous princesses from all over the world, so I, I've always loved those, but I think the big turning point was obviously first time I found Lord of the Rings, and, like, the whole Narnia series, it was just
1: mm-hmm.
2: game over after that. I just read everything I could get my hands on.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Nice, nice. Same. Yeah.
1: I I read Lord of the Rings and it kind of changed. It turned me into a reader.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think granted, everybody has that
1: moment. Granted, yeah. it was after the movies came out, and then I started reading, <laughs> and okay. I was like, oh, cool, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I'm... That's okay. Then, like, how many people read the movies though, and then we're like, oh, I'm good. I don't need this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you still, you read the books after. Who cares? Who yeah. Cares? We're not gatekeeping when and how people found yeah. things that they love. We don't care. That's great. Lord of the Rings <laughs> is too
0: good to gatekeep. Gatekeep. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Seriously. Yeah. Unless we're talking about keeping it from Amazon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, unpopular opinion. I do
2: like the show. Okay, here's the thing. I actually I'm a bad person. Um I watched the first two episodes cuz they mm-hmm. dropped like two in one night. Yeah. And then I didn't I didn't hate it, but I got so nervous. I haven't mm. I haven't finished the rest of the season. Um That's fair. And and people have told me like avid diehard Tolkien Tolkien has have told me like no it's it's good there's good emotional payoff like you should finish yes it. and yes. I intend to, I intend to finish it um also I would like just to make a footnote uh fuck anybody who's being a racist twat about that like black elves yes. Elf forever that like was... fuck you like it was literally
0: I was watching out of spite <laughs> at first because yeah. oh, okay Generally like quick soapbox moment, like the way that TV is structured now, like plot on like full eight to 10 episode shows is structured now is so drawn out because it has to be that like, they want you to stream it, but now, or like, like they want you to binge it, but now even shows that aren't bingeable, like, like they try to make you binge them. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, how am I supposed to like, this episode isn't like a full plot and this isn't just for this show it's for a lot of shows i'm yeah, noticing just, recently yeah and and it's like mm-hmm. but you're not releasing another episode for another week so how the fuck am i supposed to binge it so that's my yeah. issue first of all with that yeah but like i was fully i was like on board because i was like if it pisses off the racists yeah. then i'm gonna do it yeah i, I, I always tell, tell people like
2: i've got a mixed feeling about like the show but like and then i always feel like but i'm like but i want a footnote fuck you if you're racist yes like, that's not my issue with the show yes like, in the first two episodes the dwarf wife was like the best character yes so, like, fuck you this is so ridiculous um so yeah so I'm going to finish it I've heard that it's it, the payoff near the end of, of the season is quite great so um I've heard it's good I've heard it's good um I'm I'm just I was very I was very afraid after the, like not that it was bad I just was like Oh, I have so many feelings. I'm afraid. I just yes, like I'm yes. like scared. I'm like I'm so hyped on dopamine just because nostalgia. Like hearing yes. games yeah. that I know and love, and I'm like I know that that's just like nostalgia. And then I was like I'm actually like I don't know how to regulate these emotions. I'm scared. I'm gonna just not. <laughs>
0: yeah that's fair
2: um but i'm looking forward to finishing it i have like a bunch of time off this month for for the holidays um so i've kind of saved a bunch of things that i need to finish um and that is one of them and i have heard that it does end quite well
0: and i think i had to remind myself that like i'm automatically gonna have such high expectations because of that like lord of the rings nostalgia Mm -hmm. because he created such just like such a beautiful universe it's so well structured Yeah. I love structures and I love like pattern. Like I, I love yeah. that kind of shit, like lineages and all that shit. Oh, yeah. And he does it perfectly. Beautifully. And so there's no way, there's absolutely no way that this could have ever compared yeah. or like been on the same level as Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then like the, the things that had to come together for the yeah. movies to be so good in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like yeah. I had to remind myself that there's just no way for me to get that high again, but it doesn't mean I can't take the hit.
2: Yes. Um yeah. I will say I was a little uh because um in now cont- if you want a controversial order of and you know I'll give you one Okay <laughs> It was not perfect but I think we hate collectively as a society we hate on the Martin Freeman Hobbit trilogy way too much Yes, okay. I, I, agree, with I, I agree with you. I like I liked it. Now I don't fully understand or love like the addition. I understand why they did it. I understand why they put Legolas in the story. They're like, we have to hook it to people who just saw the movies. So yeah. like I understand mm-hmm. like marketing-wise almost where they were like, oh we got and also Orlando Bloom, first celebrity crush, like Pirates of the Caribbean, Hello. Um, Also in middle school So like I'm always excited to see more Orlando Blue Um, But I was a little like Oh okay A bit odd but like whatever But I liked them I liked them I'm not afraid to say it People despise them People
0: like to be haters is what it is And I'm not in the business of like denying myself The pleasure of enjoying a movie
2: It was wonderful I'm sorry Martin Freeman was fantastic As Bilbo. He was so lovable and like just i loved him um i thought uh what's his name i call him gaston which is not correct because he was in the beauty of the beast <laughs> luke <laughs> evans thank you yes I thought evans was great and um lee pace as Randall
0: that was the first time i felt like real sexual attraction oh! towards him i do like the daddy stuff though so like which i've talked about like that's not like i'm not outing myself he was a stern daddy oh
2: <laughs> yes that hit all, like, okay, so I have a very, like, look, I'm blonde, I bring that to the table. I don't typically like blonde MCs. Um, I like the caldra goes like, you know, dark hair, you know. But mm-hmm. I have an accept- exception list, and it is men in a white lace front. And it is Matt Smith in House of the Dragon. It is yes. Lee Pace's Sarandral. Yes. Um, <laughs> sometimes My Daddy can as long as the day is wide, I still think that's a thing, but whatever. Um, look, sometimes Lucia's Mouth, I could probably get it. You know, he's kinky. Um I don't, don't I, know I, if like, it's so
0: much, I think it, the, it's very specifically stern daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Blondes and yeah. All, like lace, lace front weight blondes. Yes.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, Rowan oh. Whitehorn like in Throne of Glass Wesley. Like Rowan, Wesley. Wesley from Prince of Princess Red,
1: that Prince Bride. First, oh, yeah. Princess that was my first that was my first and he's you can tell he
2: knows how to direct like oh yeah oh yeah that man is oh, not God. that man is not taking direction from anybody um, I can I, I'm horrible to watch that movie with because I will say every line <laughs> of dialogue and I can't I- stop like, I, I... That and... It's just so It's just so quotable. And, yes. And I turn into the most annoying motherfucker. <laughs> because anyone who hasn't seen it or, like, watches it in adulthood, I feel like it's kind of like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. no. But you don't understand. Like, it celebrates, wow, mocking so many fantasy and romantic yeah. tropes at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, yeah. to celebrate them, wow playfully mocking them is like so good because it's one of those like it's self-critical and like the joke is coming from inside the house but like it's like aware it's aware so so self-aware but then also like celebrates and it's like yeah and we all love a fucking good love story where they literally ride off into the sunset so like it is so mocking and self-aware but also is still fully like yeah and we fucking love this shit yeah Mm -hmm. like it is it's the perfect film. It is a masterclass in storytelling and dialogue. Like, it's. Uh, so good. And Robin, and Robin so Wright. Yes. Oh, and Robin like, Wright in the red dress. Girl crush hard. Yeah, in that red dress going down the hill with Leslie yeah. in the all black. And like, she's
1: just so, like, tries to be so strong and, like. Oh. Like. What are you doing? And like stuck up, but then she just like can't help it. She just loves it. because she's Anesta. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. That's and and then I also love from. that it's like a grandfather telling this story yeah. mm-hmm. to his his like grandson because yeah. like romance is it's like it's very yes. actively is like this
2: a kissing book is yeah, yes it's like. like it's it's and then he taking loves it. that stereotype yep. and it's yep. just like totally shooting it straight it. in the face and yes i mean i'm from chicago so we always even felt because like he that takes like like in chicago the boy wearing like yeah. a bear's jersey you know so i for whatever reason that always made me feel so seen as a child because like chicago didn't get enough representation i don't know but i was always like oh my god like Chicago. Yes. Yep. <laughs> uh, well we're from we're from the suburbs sorry we're from like an hour away so i shouldn't say that i'm like from chicago I'm i live in chicago now um that's probably I always, I where that he was. Too. Yeah. I don't honestly, know anyone yeah, in was,
0: Chicago that likes the bears
2: that much. Yeah, nobody does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good reason. He's actually in Minnesota, uh, and he loves the bear. Doesn't yes. like the Vikings. Um <laughs> Yeah. Oh god, so good. But yeah, but so anyway, so my complaint about the Lord of the Rings TV show was I love like my lead paced hot elf daddies. And I was watching the Lord of the Rings show and I was like but none of you are hot. <laughs> yeah,
0: and okay.
2: I was like, the king looks like an accountant. What the,
0: the fuck? king? Okay, so Gilglad, he actually like I don't I don't know where he's from, but I can't get out of my head the fact that he was like in a rom com as like the southern guy, and so every time he opens his mouth, I expect like a southern uh, <laughs> accent to come out. <laughs> but that's
2: what I'm saying. I was like, elf kings versus- are supposed to be hot like also i've never his face
0: feels too much like yeah like a a man yeah
2: he's got
0: like he's a man there's nothing like elvin about his face yeah no
2: no there's nothing like because elves i just feel like are also just like inherently so hot they're almost androgynous like all else like if you think of um uh bowie in why Mm -hmm. am i blanking Uh, labyrinth thank you um thank you like they're so hot there's there's just that element of like you are so attractive you clearly suspend gender norms um like binary gender norms and that's what Lee Pace was doing for sure um Mm -hmm. god I don't I've never really gotten into the like uh your dad like boyfriend's dad trope but like with Orlando Bloom as Legolas and then Lee Pace (laughs) as Tarantula like I could get into it um Oh God it sounds like an, an exception. 30. Somebody's done that. Somebody's done that on Oh,
0: somebody's if, 30, right? If you've thought it, it's done.
2: If you've thought it, there's fanfic for it. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep.
2: All right. I'm going to I'm going to have to run that. I'm going to run that search later.
0: Yes. Um, I <laughs> will say, say though Hallbrand has my heart. Wait, which If, if you watch, I don't know if you would have met him just yet. I
2: don't so, know if I met him yet.
0: Okay, so gladriel like is about to enter the lands yep. of the undying yep. and she jumps off the ship that's at the end yep. of episode two right
2: Yep, end of two that's right where i ended she like jumped off because she was like no nah, i'm good i don't want to go home to yeah. the Undying."
0: so she's about to find this like raft with survivors mm-hmm. from a shipwreck oh that's and right he's,
2: that's right he's on
0: that yeah okay. he has my heart oh all right yes. well now
2: i'm even more invested to keep going Yes, yeah, so there's I'm definitely like a little
0: this. bit of like not okay. quite an- enemies to lovers, but like definitely sure. enemies to lovers. Yeah, tension.
2: Yes, yeah. yeah, some definite start. tension, and then yeah, they like
0: yeah. they they battle together later. Not quite a spoiler. They battle together later, and then they're like sitting on a bench together, and they're like that that we that felt great. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like turn, touch each other, touch each other right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah so oh i love it
0: yeah i um, <laughs> love it so yeah no, the payoff is just yeah. chef's case right. i'm gonna yeah. i'm
2: gonna i literally have like i think almost three weeks off between like leftover holiday pto and, and big nice and shit so yeah. i'm going to, to i have to finish that um i started the new and rice amc's interview with a vampire nice with, nice um gray joy in it mm-hmm. fucking amazing i've okay. only watched two episodes I only watched two episodes, and then I just got that track, and I was like, "I will wait to binge it. Go figure." Mm-hmm. Um, but fucking amazing! And Amree fought for years to get her rights back to that series um, yeah. after the after the movie with with Brad Pitt mm-hmm. um, and Tom Cruise, which I do believe she's quoted as like liking it. I don't think she despised it, but she fought for years to get her rights back because she wanted. A different or like a better adaptation, and I do feel like interview is something that is much more absolutely should be a TV show because you need like nine hours. Yeah. Um, and the acting like it's fucking unreal. Like this guy they have playing Louis and Greyjoy, who has a name that is just Greyjoy. He's Greyjoy. Um, yeah, he's Greyjoy.
1: Um,
2: like or Greyworm, whatever. Um, yes. <laughs> so many grey. Yeah. I love Game of Thrones, but like oh my god. Um it just, it's so so good. It's fucking delicious. Um so that's another one that I binge um but I will I will get there. It'll happen eventually.
0: Nice. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. And I never really saw the original movie, but because like when I've I, seen it. When I discovered yeah. it when I was like older. So I'm an only child. So for a long mm-hmm. time everything I engaged with movie, TV, music everything came from my parents sure um and they aren't really into that that kind of stuff they aren't yeah. against it entirely my dad sure. wasn't really keen on harry potter but like they didn't really engage with it and so i discovered it more like later on when i was like mm-hmm. a stupid teenager and i was like uh oh, brad pitt and tom cruise are so overrated <laughs> and then i was like oh maybe I should. like a few years later i was like oh maybe i should like maybe i was just overreacting and now i'm like i don't care <laughs> I don't care enough about either of them to watch yeah, to watch it. Just Not turn bad. watch it.
2: But just watch the AMC series at this th- point. Yes, It'll I've heard way it's so
0: good. So that's yeah. that kind of what
2: I'm thinking. Yeah, just watch yeah. the series at this point. It's also like a three-hour movie.
1: I know. Uh-oh. My Milo and I started watching it like a couple weeks ago, and I actually really liked it. Um Tom Cruise did really good. Brad Pitt's just kind of
2: like whatever. Brad Pitt like, is just kind of there. Yeah. He's just kind of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
1: then I watched Twilight. We watched we did a watch party and we watched Twilight for the first time. And I was Amazing. watching it and I was watching Carlisle and I was like he's yeah. literally copying Tom Cruise.
2: He's doing Tom Cruise. He
1: sounds exactly like him and I'm like is that on purpose? I think it is.
2: He <laughs> probably was in his show notes for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like for a while that was like that was vampire media right. yeah. was like mm-hmm. the Brad Pitt and the Tom Cruise interview with the vampire. Yeah. Like that's what you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Twilight kind of kicked everything off yeah. again and vampires kind of came, kind of came back. But for a while it was just Anne Rice. I mean, she essentially like she invented the vampire PNR genre like she did. Yeah. Um, Nobody, obviously, vampires have been around since, you know, like the original Dracula. Um, but nobody was doing it like Anne Rice did it. And then for a while, like, you just had Anne Rice and you had that movie. So yeah. I'm sure yeah. that that was in like, his show yeah.
1: for yeah. Twilight. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, as, like, as like the yeah. older generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's like the only vampire thing he watched. And then he got cast yeah. in this and was like, fuck.
0: <laughs> I in the like pre-Twilight actually, I read this book series by uh Amelia Atwater Rhodes. And this is hey. one, another one that I've talked about on the podcast before. They're like they're easier books. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the books in the series was called Demon in My View. Mm-hmm. And it was like a va- It was like really gothy, like not gothic, like nineties, <laughs> yeah, like gothy. goth. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. I, I think it was really like it was still holding on to that kind of classic idea of a vampire.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I think if Twilight hadn't taken off the way that it did, and we didn't kind of have that like, like we've had to kind of like pull vampires back out from yeah. like, yeah, the the darkness, like the actual yeah. like what like the creepy but
2: creepy sensual. And yeah, yes yeah, yeah. yes
0: that element out like back out of it and yeah. I kind of wish that her books had come out more in that period yeah. because I feel like people would love these they're yeah. so good like the covers are even this like 90s goth style and I love it so much yeah, so yeah I I think as much as I love Twilight, I do think we had a rough couple of years there for like us vampire girls. Oh, we
2: did. Cause like, here's yeah. the thing. I love, I love it. And I love it nostalgically. Cause I got, I was right at 13, like, you mm-hmm. know, um, so I didn't have a chance, like, you know, um, but it's, it's bad. Like it's bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's bad. <laughs> and if you like vampire shit, I'm not recommending Twilight to you. Yeah. Like yeah. at all. Um, if you like the CW, like I will recommend Twilight to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love it, but it is it is a love, hate, like just pure love for the nostalgia and the insanity. Because like the first midnight movie I ever went to was Pirates of the Caribbean, actually. Um Pirates Caribbean was, like, my first midnight movie. It was, like, the second one, like, Dead Man's Chest. I went to a midnight showing. That was, like, my first midnight movie ever. Nice. Um, eventually, we did all of the Twilight ones, too, and the Harry Potters. Because um, those, those came out through high school, like, the last movies mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but my first midnight, and, like, I wish that this would come back. And do you remember when, like... Barnes and Noble would host a midnight thing when books would come out. Yes. And like, I remember like going to a Barnes and Noble that was open exclusively like that night at midnight to get, I think it was Breaking Dawn or something, um, or Eclipse. I don't remember, but like they were open at midnight and it was lit. And do you know what I would give? For a brick and mortar bookstore to open at midnight for the next, like for the Asriel book, like yeah. the fucking fun that the, books the girlies would have with that yes. shit. I would have a meetup in Chicago. We would all be there at midnight. We are going to be hiding flasks on our person, like I, waiting in I, line. I'd, I'd probably day. die. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I yeah. would give anything for Barnes and Nobles to do midnight releases again. Mm-hmm.
0: Anything for that high <laughs> once again. Yeah, <laughs> like I need anything to relive for that
2: for me. Yeah, yeah. I've never known joy like that since. <laughs> I just, yeah. I'm like Barnes and Noble, please, or like any, like an indie bookstore. Actually, it probably yes. would be more fun in an indie yeah, bookstore. Yes, yeah. Uh Because you could do like, you could probably literally do like a cocktail night. I'm gonna find. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Be- Email from people in Chicago. Hold yeah. on. Let, Let's write some, gonna, letters. A, oh, let's some, some letters. letters. Yes. Let's, let's Do write let's, some let's, letters. Let's uh, write
1: Let's get it done ourselves. <laughs> let's
2: start be <laughs> the
1: change we wish to see. <laughs> let's yeah. start a letter writing campaign. Yes.
2: yes. yes. I'm like, hold yes, on. Yes, a Bunch <laughs> of independent bookstores in Chicago. Like we yes. email them and be like, hey, hear me out. Midnight. Yes. <laughs> <The> next, <laughs> it would probably have to be something like Sarah J Matt, because it would have to be like yeah, worth it. Yeah. But
1: okay, fuck. I I have a question for you that's not on the list. All right. And I, I really want to know. I okay. saw this reel or something you had something I watched a while ago where you were talking about how you have such a hard time writing sex scenes. Yeah. I do. And I, I want to know more about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i have as hard as
2: I've members time. of this
0: smut community. Yes, yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> have the hardest time writing smut scenes and not and I I consume it all the time you know obviously mm-hmm. and I when I sit out to write books I'm like they're going to be smutty like fuck yeah. a closed door like absolutely not like they're gonna be funny but it is the hardest thing for me to write when I sit down and do a book action scenes no problem like dialogue yeah. no problem love writing banter you know, I love like oh the hardest thing for me to write hands down is sexy. And I will tell you why. One, writing them is inherently not sexy. Because you are <laughs> thinking you you are yeah. thinking through things
1: inherently. You have to
2: overthink about it. Yeah. You have to overthink That's about it. True. And what, what's less fun? Like what is less sexy than overthinking? Like yep. nothing. Like literally yeah. overthinking kills everything. Um you have to like kind of be in the mood, but not really in the mood. If I'm really in the mood and I'm too distracted to write, so there's your TFI for the day. Um, yeah. You have to be, like, in a super specific mood. It's not sexy because you are overthinking. Um, and then you just find yourself asking the most insane questions. Um, I find myself doing choreography in my head because I'm like, wait, hold on. Where's his hand? Like, where was it a couple yeah. of paragraphs ago? Like, is it so... You're constantly – it takes forever to write because you're constantly, like, scrolling up, and you're like, wait, hold on. Where were they touching last? Like, what yeah. were they doing last? Like, okay, hold on. Can I have his foot here? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Um You have to – it is a game for thesaurus.com because mm-hmm. I want to make sure yeah. that I – you have enough, like – you can't say the word cock every single time, or it's just going to be like yeah. every other sentence would like have the same word in it. And that reads horribly. So you have to like come up with a million different ways to say they're horny, like, yeah. you know, over, over the course of 2000 words to communicate the desire. And like, um, some, it's, some of it actually is fun. It, you know, it's not, it's really yeah, yeah, not, yeah. totally not the worst thing in the world. Um, And it it is very, like, satisfying for me as the author, especially when there's, like, emotional, an emotional arc involved, which typically there is, um, because then you do finally get to, like, add in the, like, emotion of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of the best advice ever given to me, and this was given to me by Amy Quiverland, and she's also an author and has written some of my favorite books, um, but she said, if you feel like your sex scenes aren't hitting, she's like, don't go back in and add a blowjob don't go back in and add more foreplay don't go back in and add or like go back in and add emotion and like mm-hmm. that is what's gonna you think know, that's what's mm-hmm. gonna take it elevated kind of yeah. um if you feel like you read a sex scene that you just wrote i'm like this is not for me. She said, go back in and add feelings and add that he's thinking like oh my god i'm never gonna have her again this is our last time like getting to sleep together or whatever like whatever the plot is and then so that's really satisfying um, when you when you get to go in and learn that stuff. But, um, yeah, they are absolutely – I will be texting my writer friends, and I'll be, like, looking at my outline, like, okay, what do I have to write today? I'm like, oh, I'm writing a texting today. Because <laughs> I know <laughs> it's going to take me so much more time um, just because nothing else you have to overthink. And there's so many mechanics involved. There's yeah. so many mechanics involved, and there's so many – uh synonyms involve the synonyms of the yeah. mechanics. Um so I love reading them back. Um and I, I love writing them. I wouldn't ever put out okay, I yeah. probably would never put out a book that doesn't have some sex in it. Um, quite frankly, because I think it's part of that is also like a moral stance where I'm like, fuck you, there's rape in Game of Thrones. Like these are not yeah. this yeah. does not inherently make yeah. my book anything less now. Yeah. I am not George R. R. Martin. Let me make that very clear. <laughs> but like, just because a female author put sex in it, that doesn't immediately mean it's erotica. That doesn't immediately mean like, oh, it's a spicy book. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, A, also, I fucking love erotica and I fucking love spicy books. So yeah. fuck you, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but especially with my Greek theories, I'm also like, yeah, there's also tons of fucking like Greek references in here for fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many, i joked with, the last one that came out was was Thanatos, who's the nachos, god of death. And I jokingly called it a myth orgy because every time he goes and there's a theme of him taking some, like escorting somebody to the other world because they've died, it was another myth. And it's not a like nice thing, but like I literally was like, oh, it's all. like he shows up when Narcissus dies. Yeah. He shows up when um, I think it's uh, Adonis and Aphrodite. He shows up when Adonis dies. Like, I was like, why mm-hmm. would I write a thing of, like, just a mortal dying? Like, I'm going to, and yeah. it's not a huge thing. And if you don't know those myths, you don't need to know them. He, it it serves a bigger part of his role in the story. But I was like, oh, this is so fun, because I'm going to cram in all of the fucking myths that I can. Yeah. And, like, just, just because also there's absolutely a scene where he gets a blowjob in the middle of a fucking field, like, it doesn't, like, also mean that. So, I'm like, sex is a part of life. And just because a woman wrote it and, like, there's intense like there's a focus on female pleasure in it. That doesn't mean it's not a myth retelling first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um so
0: I will probably also the Greeks fucking loved sex. They were the like Greeks one of the horniest it. cultures. <laughs> They're so <horny. laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Um wait, one of my favorite memes of all time. <laughs> hashtag history meme. Was and I think it was just like a funny shot of like um a typical vase painting of like people looking surprised. And it was like <laughs> the Greeks when the Romans found, like the Greeks when they found out that the Romans had women involved in their orgies and I laughed yeah. so hard. Every yes. Time. yes. Um, so I'll always put in sex scenes and I love them and I, I will always write romance because I love love stories. Um, I think everything in life in its own way is a love story. Um, your friendships are love stories. The work that you yes. do, hopefully you yes. do the work that you love. Hopefully that is a love story. The things that you put in the world, um, you know, <laughs> not me but like found families has a love story um <laughs> like I, I believe at the end of the day everything that we do actually is a love story um mm-hmm. or it should be uh so i will always do love stories and sex is a human emotional like part of that so um i love sex scenes i'll always have sex scenes but fuck are they a bitch to write yep, <laughs> yep. it's so
1: hard um, i also like the
2: worst.
0: i i get so angry when people like it's so normalized not just talking about like martin and having like rape scenes in game of thrones yeah. but it is yeah. like it's not as i don't want to say like tabooed but as like censored i guess i guess right. it's, it's like not as
2: censored. yeah it's like super normal like nobody yeah. nobody lately like game of thrones is labeled a it came out from a major publisher came mm-hmm. out from a major mm-hmm. publisher without being you know they put all that text in it And it is not a fan like, it's just a fantasy novel. And it's regarded as one of the best fantasy series of all time. And there's no asterisk. There's no footnotes. Like, it's so accepted to have sex in a book when it is typically written by a man or Mm -hmm. when it's violent or women's pleasure is not involved. That's so fucking normal. Nobody bats an eye. But I, I remember when my first book came out, um... My cousins lovingly. I was on like a. I got called. I got a surprise Facetime, which everybody fucking loves. Surprise Facetime. Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um My Gen Z sister, they'll just call each other on Facetime. I'm like, are you unhinged? <laughs> like I, I, I plan a face. Like I need to know. Yeah. I would never just pick up a Facetime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Gen Z wild. Um. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so I got. FaceTime they've got nothing is,
0: left to lose. They've got nothing left to lose. They really yeah.
2: don't, which is good for them. Um yeah. I got a facetime from a bunch of my cousins at breakfast and they were being very sweet and congratulatory cuz like nobody knew I was writing a book and then it came out. Um and they were reading the synopsis like on Amazon and I have a thing at the bottom that says like this book has violence and like sex scenes. And they were kind of ribbing me a little bit like ooh, sex scenes. Blah, 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 blah. And I just mm-hmm. was like yeah. And Game of Thrones has rape, and like yeah. that's like none of you would blink an eye, but like yeah. even yep. even in a, even out of a place of like love, and then not like they weren't they weren't scandalized or anything, but like it was a point, it was a joke that was made, and I was like, yeah. it's so normal for you to see sex yeah. in so many other scenarios, mm-hmm. but like it's this it's this whole other thing that has a bunch of footnotes and it's categorized differently when female pleasure is involved, and especially when it's like written by a woman so yeah. i'm not comparing my books to jr just to old no, georgie no, no. like more whatsoever. just
0: like situationally but there's yeah.
2: just a thing of like that's a fantasy book that is fantasy first and has sex in it and nobody and everybody's just like oh yeah it's a fantasy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. mine have it's not quite fantasy it's, it's myth which like is part of fantasy um now granted mine are also very much love stories first and foremost. Um, yeah. because I love a love story. So like they are romances. I've written as I've written them as romances. Like don't get me wrong. It is not an epic fantasy by any means. It's a romance and there's sex in it. But there's just this thing of I'm always it just drives me nuts. Where I'm like, it's so normal for you to see sex in so many other pieces of media mm-hmm. and you don't blink an eye at it until it, it kind of looks like this. Um so it, it drives me nuts, which is one of the reasons that I will continue to push to basically put put sex in pretty much everything. Anything not, I ever write. Yeah.
1: Not entirely off topic, but I, I don't know about you, but in terms of like film and series, I, f- I found outlander to be like the show to be oh, like yeah. an open door for me. I was like, Whoa, like it's about her pleasure. Like yeah. not only the yeah. book, but the film, like the show and the yeah. show showed that like, yeah. and I really appreciated that because um because film does not <laughs> that's harder yeah. It's, yeah it's also hard to get that there's a lot of well, gamekeeping around.
2: do you want to know an insane rule that i learned about game of thrones on tv that made me want to break things yes um <laughs> first and foremost this is a very Melissa. it's misogynistic on so many levels and before i get into this i want to say that like every single human body is like sexy and like, there's no such thing as like one body type that is like sexier than another, whatever people are attracted to, whatever they're attracted to. If you're listening to this, I think you're sexy, like full stop. Um, but there is a rule on game of Thrones. Like, I don't know if it's just game of Thrones. I think it comes into play with game of Thrones the most because of the nudity. Um, but there's so much female nudity. And as we know, very little male nudity. Um, on Game of Thrones, but the females that are nude, there's a certain set of guidelines. I don't know how to like phrase this delicately. Um, They basically can't be like, they can't be too curvy. They can't be too booby. Like, yeah, there are naked females, but they can't be according, again, this is like a very, very like, misogynistic patriarchal view of like, what's sexy? But basically they're like, well, if you're going to have naked women, which you can you can't have naked men but you can have naked women um but you also can't make them like bombshells because that's too naked but like these women are fine
0: that feels so like actually okay strangely like like, puritanical Mm
2: -hmm. yeah right it's the weirdest thing it is the weirdest thing because it's it's like like you can have yeah like they want a madonna
1: yes yes like curves are so like yeah So like, Like you'll
2: see mother, you know? Yes, exactly. So it's so bizarre. So it's like, not only can you not see Dick, you're never going to see Dick on TV. Um, you can have full frontal female nudity. That's fine. Um, but there's this bullshit set of rules that it's like, but they can't be too curvy because that's too sexy. So I'm like, also do you not think, do you not think that like naked Amelia, are is sexy because right she she is yeah. like i hate to break it to you but like oh she is yeah but that is just the weirdest it is the yeah. weirdest fucking dichotomy of like welcome to shit that is rooted in puritanical yeah. christian bullshit essentially because i'm like, like what the fuck is that like oh puritanical yeah, exploit, nudity is just yeah like you can you're gonna have naked women Cause, like, that's fine. And like women are here to be consumed and abandoned. So that's fine. You can't have naked men. because that's inappropriate, whatever. Yeah. But also yeah. your naked women can't be too curvy. Cause then that's, yeah. that's too like, it is just so backwards. That's insane. That's it's the so weirdest weird. thing. Yeah. It's so isn't that just so bizarre?
1: Yeah. It's
2: fucking freakish.
1: We've been so confusing. Uh, Milo and I have recently been watching Spartacus, the show. Have you watched that? I haven't watched that. Oh, you should. <laughs> we all love a good oiled up Greek. Uh-huh. It's like, like Milo's like, oh, it's like so homoerotic. I'm like, it's also for girls. Like, why do you think yeah. I'm watching it? We, <laughs> yeah. like, the girls,
0: love doing? a little homoeroticism. Yeah, like
1: we yeah. love oiled up guys getting in fights, also, like genuinely go to the angry. Great. Yeah, agree. yeah and you have have lucy lawless who's like gorgeous (gasps) and she's like like i love it too because she's like because she's like it's like a good portrayal of like an older woman being like really attractive and like love it stuff i love that so
2: i mean like i had to get that out of my system did you realize that literally still in my system (laughs) oh my god i just pulled it up and i was like all right keep that open we're gonna watch that later um maybe In before bed. i have to write yep. yeah well no right before i have to write my next hercules for me yes yes, we're watch yes. yes. Little, we'll watch read for again. like uh like little yeah. throw
0: throwaways to it yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah, 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 yeah. um oh uh, that's great love that yeah i mean they were also like the original well not the original because like the world's oldest profession but i was like they were also sex workers like yeah. High, yeah. high class women would pay money to go fuck they literally the do that Coliseum, Y'all.
1: yeah dude and, there's orgies like it's insane yeah yeah, yeah. you know I'm what not, I'm, it's, it's a Netflix, Netflix too i'm like there's stop watching that right now no, yeah. we're go. <laughs> gonna
2: stop and we're gonna re- re- pivot um look us means that we go back to like ancient roman sort of shit I'm and there. We bring i'm happy back for some college. secret like, cult orgies I'm, yes i'm fine i will ho- i will host a cult orgy tomorrow <laughs> Yep, so, like fine with me yep bring it uh, on
0: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> all right so on that note i'm gonna cut in real quick this is future melissa I've made the decision to cut this into two episodes because it did end up being a bit longer, and I want to be easy on all of us for the holidays. Tune in next week and you can hear the second hour from our conversation with Molly Tullis. It honestly just gets better from here, so I really hope you guys will join us. If you'd like to find Molly anywhere else, then check her out everywhere at the Bibliophile Blonde. And you can also find her on Amazon, just search her name and you can find the books that she's written so far. I know I will be digging into those. So ending on a high note, see you guys next week. Happy reading. Bye.